So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to look at roots. Um, we're going to look at, at week two of our testimony series. So we're in we're in Ruth, and last week we saw the testimony of Ruth's life. So Boaz was like, "Hey Ruth, what you did illustrates that you come to trust." In the God of Israel. Okay. So we looked at last week the testimony of your life. Okay. And we saw that Ruth trusted in the shadow of, of the wings of the Lord. And we saw there's three things. Do you want to pray, study on the wings of the Lord out of scripture? We saw three things. We saw that. That if you're going to abide in the shadow of his wings, you have to trust in God's goodness and stay mindful of his favor toward us. God is for you. And get under there. Get under that covering and that protection. We saw that if you're going to stay under the shadow of his wings, then you have to trust in his covering. So we have to remember the fear of the Lord. He's got a covering for you. Don't step out of it. That's the, I wouldn't do that if I were you, still a small voice. And we've all been around long enough to know life outside of the covering of the shadow of his wing can get pretty rough, amen? Yeah, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Okay, so we need to have the fear of the Lord in place and then finding faith in the Lord, but to trust in God's word. And so those all came from a phrase study on under the shadow of his wing. And if you want the testimony of your life, to indicate that you trust the Lord, it's that simple. Stand in the shadow of his wing. I keep going back under the shadow of my instruction <laughs> here. That, that's my illustration. Okay, that's the testimony of Ruth's life, and we have to look at the testimony of our lives as we examine scripture here. This week it's the testimony of our mouths. Okay, so so go to the next, go to the next slide. No, we'll, we're going wrong. We'll go back right here. Okay, this this man here. This this is Pastor Brian Hedges on the right, and Pastor Rajan from Nepal. So Christine and I and Dave and Shauna on Wednesday, instead of doing our normal discipleship lesson, we went down to Harrison Baptist Fellowship to their midweek service a few days ago. And Pastor Rajan was, was speaking. He's from Nepal. He runs an orphanage with 23 kids. They can go up with 25. Inflation instruct them to by the way, it's not just here in America that, that it's like, are you kidding me? Like, how much did that aid cost, right? It's the same thing all over the world. They need, they need uh, their, they need their some giving to go up, by the way. This would be someone you could give to. It's the Hope Family Orphanage in Nepal. There's a, you can give online to them. If you're, if you're looking for someone like God put it on your heart to do regular giving. This would be someone you could give to and support that work. Anyway, Pastor Rajan was telling his story. He used to be a Hindu, and, and then God opened his eyes. He became a Christian, and he was telling his story about how through reading scripture, he came to know Christ. And uh, I don't know if you guys picked up on this. He was kind of hard to understand the accent a little bit, but he was telling a story. So someone asked him. So there's questions at the end. The only question was, what made you start reading your Bible as a Hindu? 
So here's what Pastor Rajan said. He said there was a super just grouchy guy. We would say fro word or churlish would be the biblical words. Just jerk, like there's other words, but they're not pastoral. <laughs> that I would use to describe a person like this. Okay. And this man changed. So Rajan, who's now Pastor Rajan, who was a Hindu of the Brahma class, he was all about Hinduism. He asked this guy, What changed? Why are you now nice when you used to be horrible? Basically, here's what the man said. And Pastor Rajan was like, Use this gruff voice. I read the Bible and Jesus changed me. And that was it. That was the whole testimony. And then the guy walks up. Roger said he couldn't sleep for a week. The testimony of the grouchy man's life, like something changed. And Roger was like, what changed? I read the Bible. Jesus changed me. That's it. Probably not a man of words. <laughs> And Roger couldn't sleep for a week, so he's like, man, he goes back to the guy. He said, do you, do you have a Bible? There's no Bibles in his house. He's a devout Hindu. Guy gives him a Bible. Roger said he read the whole thing for just spent a week or two. I don't remember exactly. But, but he just and came to the realization he's a sinner in need of a Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. And through reading Scripture, he, he now gave his life. To Christ. Okay, now I I love Pastor Rajan. We're going to plan a trip there to visit Nepal in 2024. Um, we're going to see he's planted 50 churches through his Bible school and his Bible students in 20 in 25 of the 77 districts in Nepal. Like we're going to go there and check it out, see what's going on, visit the orphanage that we support. His story really wasn't that interesting until he started talking about this man, what this man said, the life change. And all of a sudden, now people are, are more tuned in than they were before. Okay, so it's just interesting to me. I really thought on that because this week we're talking about testimonies. It was the testimony of that man's life and that man's words that caused Rajan to read the Bible, which then ended up in his salvation. And so I, I, wanted, I want us to, to maybe build upon what Brian was saying in May service, that the testimony of your life matters, okay? And so, so Ruth chapter 2 is where we are in Ruth, but, but really we're going to be spending time more in the book of Acts, because that's where we're going to get our model for giving our testimony. But here's the pattern that we're going to see. In terms of your personal testimony, your life before Christ, everyone's like, don't like to talk about that. How you met Christ, and then your life after you met Christ. That's the basic formula that we're going to follow. Now, before we get into that, what we're going to do, we're going to spend a little time looking at Acts, and we're going to break up in small groups. Look at the back of your handout. We're going to work on getting your testimony put in place. We're just going to write it out, and, and we'll do that as a group. Okay, I'll give some parameters, some ideas for that, but by the end of today, so we've covered how to use the gospel track, the Are You Sure track. We've covered that. If you are here, you know 
how to evangelize. You can use that track. You've got a tool. Now, if you learn how to give your testimony, now you're loaded for bear. Now you're ready. Because those are the two things. Giving your testimony is different than evangelism. I can share the gospel with Nick without giving my testimony. And it would sound something like this. Nick, you're a sinner. Nick, you're going to go to hell without a Savior. Nick, Christ is the Savior. You need to trust in Christ to be born again. Okay, I haven't given my testimony. I'm just like, you need to be spread. You guys follow me? My testimony is my account. It would go like this. Hey, Nick, this is my story. I used to live like this. This is what I trusted in. Here's how I lived. This is what I did. Here's how that turned out. And then something happened. Then I went to Bible camp. Then I got invited to church. Then I started reading scripture. Then God got my attention. Then a friend took me out to lunch and just shared his story with me. And I couldn't sleep anymore. And I started reading. I started praying. That's how I met Christ. And now my life, Nick, you wouldn't believe that love that I couldn't find out in the world, I now found in Christ. The emptiness has now been filled. I was blind, but now I see. I was suicidal. Now I counsel. Have you seen the cardboard testimonies? You look on, not right now. Okay. Not in your small group time. Unless you get done with your flip. They have these things that are cardboard testimonies. Just look it up on YouTube. And people will just walk up. They don't say anything. Mm -hmm. But on this piece of cardboard, they'll have written, used to be a, yeah, but, but it's specific, <laughs> was suicidal, was addicted, was unfaithful, was a thief. It just says thief. Let's say was a. It's like few words as possible. Okay, I know Aaron's thinking, like, you could learn from that. But anyway, okay. Steve, then it's like, now I, I give to the Lord. I was suicidal. Now, life full of joy. It's just a cardboard testimony. Look him up. Because it's the, okay, so there's a courtroom, there's a judge. What happens? They call a witness to the stand. What's the witness do in the court? They testify. They give their testimony of what the truth is. Okay. To witness for Christ isn't just to evangelize. It's not to give the gospel. It's not that easy. I can't just walk up and say, you need to be born again for me that's that's evangelism that's really good but if i'm going to testify i have to give my account okay so there's a difference between evangelism and giving your testimony there's a difference between the gospel and how you receive the gospel you guys see that now people will take a stand on civil rights issues People will take a stand on political issues. People will take a stand on all sorts of things, right? I mean, you could the 
tattoos, the bumper stickers, the things that polarize people. People are willing to take a stand on all these things that one second into eternity will not matter. But you know what does matter is the testimony. Did you take a stand on the one issue that really matters? Did you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? Okay, so we're talking about our testimony, our stories. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 with me. All right, read, read with me here in verses 1 through 6. I'll, I'll read out loud. You just follow along. But look at verses 1 through 6. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we thank not. We have a ministry. We've received this ministry. There is something for us to do. We're going to do it without fainting. Verse 2, but we've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves, there's your testimony, manifesting the truth through your story, through the way you live your life. Now you walk honestly. You did it. You were darkness, but now it's been approved as light in the Lord. The testimony of your mouth and the testimony of your life you're commending yourself unto others, uh, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Rajan heard the story about how a man read the Bible and Jesus changed his life. And Rajan's conscience couldn't let him sleep. He had to go get a Bible and see for himself this thing. Okay. So the story of your life, and the, the, the testimony of your life, the testimony of your mouth can bring others to a place where they have to, their conscience, they have to examine their own lives. Verse three, but if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ was the image of God should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus Christ. For God, who hath commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And so our stories can reflect who Christ is to others. Look at verse 13. We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Okay, look, why am I sharing my faith with some stranger? Well, it's because I believe it. So my personal, I'm taking the stand as a witness for Christ. And I'm going to tell my story of how I came to faith every chance I get. So in addition to just sharing the gospel, I'm going to take a stand. This is a horrifying thought. But think about this. Think about at the end of all times, like the end of the church age, we're standing before Christ at the judgment seat. And you evangelized a lot. You lived, but you never took the stand and actually said, Hey, listen, as for me, 
I put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you the story of how that happened. Someone's like, hey, I, I see Patrick. I see a change in your life. Oh, man, let me tell you the story. Okay, the guy, that the grouchy guy, he did it in five seconds. I read the Bible, and Jesus changed me. That's what happened. You don't have to be a man of many words or a woman of many words. It can You can learn to do this briefly. What we're going to talk about today is just how to do that. And the pattern for us is going to be in Acts chapter 22. So turn to Acts chapter 22. We went to Acts to get our pattern for evangelism in terms of a institutional, relational, or confrontational evangelism when we did our evangelism training. We're going to go to Acts. Chapter 22 to get our, our pattern to follow in terms of our testimonies. So, Brian mentioned Psalm chapter 40, verse 3 in main service. You guys are all there. And he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and trust in the Lord. You guys, what if we could learn to share our testimony in such a way, this new song, this thing that God's done in our lives, we can communicate it in such a way that many will fear the Lord and trust in him. That'd be amazing. Do you know that God does that? How do they overcome the enemy in Revelation chapter 12? By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. The Spirit comes upon the apostles. We shall be witnesses unto me. They received the Spirit of God so that they could witness, so they could testify, so they could be the, the people in the world who tell this story. Okay, there were 120 in the upper room when those flames of fire came down. How many billions of Christians throughout history? have come to faith because of the testimony. Okay, So yes, we share the gospel, the, the preaching of the cross, the gospel, it's the power of God and the salvation. We can't leave out the gospel, but two things as we enter in and look at our pattern. The first one is this, praise unto our God. Our testimonies have to, listen, make sure Jesus is the hero out of your testimony story. Okay? Sometimes, I feel like people want everyone to know how bad they were. It's like, well, I did this. Well, I ain't nothing. I was an axe murderer. Well, that ain't nothing. Like, like people glorify how bad they were. And I think their heart is to let people know they're so excited about the change they want to. But, but the hero of our testimony story needs to be the Lord Jesus Christ and, and then what he did in our life is just the evidence that we're presenting to the court make sense the other thing is we want it to be biblical okay so the the, the testimonies we give can't like they can't be things that would lead someone to put their faith in something other than what God has said very clearly. Sometimes I feel like the more we add to the story, the more we take away. Like, can I just tell you what God did for me? Well, not if you're going to take seven hours to do it. 
I read the Bible and Jesus changed me. Wow. Less is more. If that guy would have taken three hours, like, not too much. Does this, this make sense? So, just some principles. Make sure that Jesus is the hero, not, not Chris. So, it's my story, but Jesus is going to be the hero of my story. And then I want to make sure that what I'm communicating, I, I, can, I can show someone in the Bible what I'm saying. It'll line up with that track I'm going to use to the card. Okay, so, first of all, Acts chapter 22, verses 3 through 5. Paul is giving his testimony. He says, I am verily, truly, a man which am a Jew, born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, and was taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and was zealous toward God, as ye are all this day. And I persecuted this way, speaking of Christianity, it used to be called the way, I persecuted this way unto the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. And also the high priest doth bear me witness and all the estate of the elders, for whom, from whom also I received letters unto the brethren and went to Damascus to bring them which were there bound unto Jerusalem for to be punished. Paul is giving him his testimony of his life before he met Christ. He was religious. He was devout. He was zealous. He was under the authority of the Pharisees. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He went to the school. He went to the Harvard. And, uh, like, like he was very devout, very religious, and there were people there that he backed that up. He's talking about his life before he met Christ. Then in, in verses 6 through 10, we see how he met Christ. And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh to Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me, and I fell unto the ground. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. And I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, arise and go into Damascus, and there shall be told of thee all things which are appointed for thee to do. And so there's Paul's story. That's how he met Christ as he was going about his life, doing what he was doing. And then in verses 11 through 21, okay, Paul talks about his life now that he's had in Christ. And we're not going to go, we're not going to go through all of those verses, but 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 Paul does through that give um, does give his testimony. Look at look at verse 18. So G, he's praying, Paul's praying, and he says he was in a trance. Verse 18. And saw him saying unto me, Make haste and get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive thy what? Thy testimony concerning me. Paul now has a testimony to tell to his fellow Jews about how he met Christ. Okay, the story then is Paul, the Lord's like, Paul, they're not going to receive your testimony. You need to get out of there. Because I've got work for you to do. I'm going to actually send you on to the Gentiles. But this is our pattern 
for our testimonies. This is my life before Christ. This is how I met Christ. And this is my life after Christ. Make sure that the Lord is the hero of your story. Make sure that it's biblical, okay, in terms of, like, if someone's going to, I don't know, does that make, just make sure it's biblical in what you're saying. So, if I'm given my testimony, I want to relate. If I'm talking to lost people, I want to relate to them with my life before Christ. If I'm talking to someone who's religious. You know what I'm going to talk about in my life before Christ? That I was born into a Christian family, that I was baptized as a baby, that I went through confirmation class, and I sat in the third pew on the left every Sunday, and I knew when to stand up, and I knew when to sit down. I knew our father. I could say it or sing it. I was in vacation Bible school. I was in youth group. And I knew all about religion. I was church, but I was not saved. Here's what happened. I went to Bible camp. And let me tell you the story. And what the Okay, so I, does this make sense? Because I'm going to talk about the things that I want to relate to in terms of my life before Christ. If I'm talking to someone who's not religious, I'm not going to talk about my upbringing in church. I'm going to talk about the time I stole that thing. And I knew it was wrong, and I did it anyway. Like, yeah, I was a thief. Just period. Action from the hardware store. And I was a thief. Thieves don't go to heaven. I needed a savior. And then I met him at Bible camp. Let me tell you what happened. Okay, so, so my story. I'm going to try to relate to somebody in my life before Christ. I'm going to talk about Christ. Okay, now the other thing is um, your life after Christ, if you can, if you can circle back. So maybe the testimony, God used my relationship problems to draw me to him. That's part of my life before Christ, how I met Christ. Now, my life after Christ. If there's been restoration, I want to include that in my story. If you can circle back at how God has helped heal the mess that was your life, then that's that's good too. So let's do this. Since we're gonna break up into groups, it's okay to move around. You want to find a small group, and the assignment is prepare your testimony. Use this template, your life before Christ. How you came to faith in Christ, and now you're five since then. Okay? If you don't have that testimony, then you need to ask someone in your small group about how to be born again. Okay? Because maybe today is the day of salvation for you. Praise the Lord. That would be amazing. Okay? Okay. If you have been born again, then you have this testimony. Now, it doesn't have to be as cool as Paul's. I have to use dramatic if the other person in your group. This has to be your story. Okay, so that, listen, so listen, so that in the short time you have remaining before the return of Christ, you are prepared to take the stand. And at least somewhere, sometime, just share your faith, not just evangelism, giving the gospel. But giving your story, like the woman at the well, not meet a man, you're going to everything out of it. 
Like a man who is blind. I 